This is uh, Richie Wexler of Vintage Annals Archive. I'm happy to announce that we are. This is a new series we started uh, called Building Momentum. M O O M E N T U M, a very unofficial How to Dance in Ohio podcast for you. For those who don't know uh, what How to Dance in Ohio is, it was a documentary made by Alexander Alexander Shiva uh, about. Um, essentially a social skills program teaching young adults how to prepare for a dance. Uh, that then got turned into a musical that was um, in Syracuse running for about a year, if I'm not mistaken, and then it came to Broadway. Um, and, it, and unfortunately it is now over, but I know something is something next, whatever happens next is going to be amazing. Uh, this was such a groundbreaking process in terms of Accessibility. I mean, there was an entire accessibility team that made sure everybody felt at home in terms of rehearsing uh, everything they needed to be their best. And everyone involved got that treatment. Um, you know, I'm very sad this is over, but I have to also celebrate the fact that this, this changed lots of lives. It changed my life. I, before this time, I would identify as uh, neurodivergent, or on the spectrum, and I was afraid to identify as autistic because of just stigma and this and that. Um, and this really gave me the bravery to do that, of just how real people were uh, that I got involved with, that I got to talk to. We have about 13 interviews now. We're going to hopefully uh, add some. Um, I really have to thank, before I start, Sammy Canold, uh, the director, really went out of their way to help me out with this process. Uh, I also have to really thank um, Ray Esposito, again, was a really big help in negotiating uh, this world. I had not really done uh, much press on an active musical, and I needed a lot to learn, and those two parties were very helpful. And also, Arthur Castro, my editor, uh, really stepped it up. We, you know, once we found out the show was closing, I had to kind of, I wanted to push all this out so that way people knew the story. Um, we've got about 13 interviews with cast members, access team, the director. Um, uh, we're going to be speaking soon with Dr. Amigo, an, a wonderful man uh, who started all this. Um, and also uh, Alexander Shiva, who directed the, the documentary. And hopefully I'm going to keep adding people as this thing keeps having life. So please share. Um, these are longer form interviews. I didn't do a lot of extra editing. Uh, I wanted this to be very real and authentic, and there's some times that I'm sure I'm not making a lot of sense. Uh, generally, when you're editing and interviewing so much in such a little time, things get a little uh, a little lost in exhaustion. Uh, but I really wanted to honor the people by not changing too much. We did do a little bit of editing, but mostly these are as is. I didn't want to fix anything. I wanted people to be who they were and not really, you know, not change that in any way. Uh, so, you know, you're getting a very real, authentic, um, we're not heavily editing, fixing everyone's like or um, because I really wanted something real. And I wanted to honor the people I talked to, and I didn't want to change their words in any real way. So thank you so much. Again, this podcast um, is called Building Moment Momentum, um, a very unofficial How to Dance in Ohio podcast. I named it that for a few reasons. One, I wanted to kind of cater to younger, like 14, 15-year-old 
uh, folks uh, that are autistic to kind of, you know, dig into this, the interviews. Um, and I also didn't want to get sued. So it was very clear that this was not an official thing in any way. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, again, we're going to be, we were putting out a few of these at a time. Um, as of the 12th, we will have about four or five more and we'll be adding them over the week and then possibly more. Depending on what happens next with the musical, um, we will be adding some more. And all I got to say is how well I was treated by everyone involved, how, how much I admire the cast, the crew, what they've gone through, what they built. I mean, this is one of the most beautiful things. And again, as someone who's autistic myself, as someone who's a special ed teacher, as someone who's loved musical theater since I was a kid, um, this was just something I really had to, I had to really get involved with. And I, I can't, I'm, I'm so proud of uh, what I got to do here, but more that I got to know all the people I got to know. I, these conversations were some of the most memorable ones I've had. Uh, I just want to thank everybody involved. So please again, share, enjoy, um, and again, we have 13 episodes, hopefully more, and we'll be posting as we go along. Thank you so much. And again, if you want to check out more information on on the podcast, it's under it's under our main vintagegeneralsarchive.com, and there's a page for Building Momentum. This episode is with Madison Kopeck, who played Meredith, such an amazing actress, um, was able to really express youthfulness, but also kind of that of, a, of, a, of an older soul in a certain sense. Um, very amazing at humor, but also great at dramatic scenes. Like everybody else in the show, whenever they were on stage, it seemed they commanded the entire audience, and you could not look away from them in their character. So it was great to really get to talk to them. Enjoy. I know that once you all kind of got into the show that seemed like certain things in your own personal lives were embedded into the script. I'm curious mm. if that was in these songs or in general, like how, what, what of you and what was that process like of bringing, bringing more of the lives of the actors into the, into the parts, if, if any, if, from what I understand. Um, yeah. Um, well, for um, jumping off of what you were saying about like the, I think that might just be me, like kind of being, I was always told growing up, like, you're such an old soul, you're so old for your age. And I feel like I I had always had that kind of inner adult, but now that I am an adult, I am trying, I am a lot more in touch with my inner child. Nice. And so it's this like, yeah, this combination of like having both of these present and like also just like trying to figure out who I am in the present moment. And that probably translates on to the stage to some degree. In terms of who you are and I don't know, parts your parts that attract you. I mean, you know, it seems like with this one and I, I know you did as well, I'm not going to say a similar part. I mean, you, you had been in, um, Emma and Indigo, which was a Indigo, artistic yeah. character, but not a, not exactly a similar character. No, I think what is interesting to me is Emma and Meredith are very different characters. Okay. But I think that there could be some common ground there. Like, I don't know. Yeah, they are. They're very different. Uh, are there commonalities of you and uh, and the actual character? 
Yes. Um, and, you know, and then I guess once you start rehearsing, again, my understanding is there's a little bit of, a little more of you all through her name, but I'm just wondering how you, you know, where that all fits in, in terms of your process. Yeah, um, I um, watched the documentary in 2021, like, okay. I think after our, our first reading of the show, I didn't know about it prior to that. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow, Meredith and I have a lot of similarities. We carry a crossbody purse everywhere we go. We like, that was the biggest one I picked up. And I was like, oh my gosh, mom. And she's like, wow. And I got to meet her um, before I moved out here. And she's so cool and I love her so much. And it was so awesome that she came to opening because she wasn't really interested in the show which it's not really her thing she doesn't like theater she likes geography and animals right 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 right. (laughs) were there any was there anything in the character in in the write-up of the character that you couldn't that you did find common ground in in terms of likes or things you could i don't know translate in your head that you could understand even if it wasn't exactly the thing with the character it's um kind of like that that shock of like you know navigating navigating a crush like navigating feelings for another person and like was was something that was very like that resonated a lot with me okay um and and hiding behind facts and well not just fact just hiding behind something else hiding behind an interest to in an attempt to deal with whatever's going on I'd read, you know, read about them kind of designing that just in terms of how you, you know, in terms of acceptance, in terms of being on autistic, like, how is that, how did that process make you comfortable? How did that process help bring the cats together? Like, what was it like to go to a job and then have them ask you what you could use to make yourself, make you at home, which you don't always get? Yeah, it, it was really, I've been lucky enough to work in environments that are kind of similar to this. Yeah. I mean with indigo especially but like this was different in the respect that i'm not the only autistic person in the room right so it it was it's very different um but it's it's nice and it's comforting to know that people are there for you and like want you to succeed and want to provide whatever support they can to help you succeed and just in your in thinking about all this stuff i'm just curious on you like what were some I don't know, big things you learned, what were some moments, what were some experiences that you really feel like you're comfortable sharing about just being in this, being in a show, through, through thinking about from, even from the Syracuse production till now, just like what were some moments or any, any stories, anything, anything that you really like, that someone wouldn't really get to know from watching this show of what it was like to be part of? It was, it was so much fun. Um, we, we've gotten so close as a cast like over these two years we've been doing this and especially in Syracuse because we were all housed together and so we were oh, like, wow. going out going to the mall um and it it was a lot of fun and it and it still has been and I'm I'm so excited to that we still get to do it a, a few more times um I need to ask about art and the art jokes that is the best yeah name. That is the best. Well, that's my dad's band. I've ever found. Yeah. I, I, and you perform with them. 
Occasionally, okay. yes. Yeah. What is your favorite? What, is, what are some songs you might perform with those guys? Um, I do "Peace of My Heart" a lot with them. Nice. Uh, sometimes my sister and I will sing backup for "Love Shack." Um, what else do we do? We do some Alanis Morissette. We nice. do some. Have you gotten to see the musical? I can't remember what it's called right now. Jagged the... Little Pill. Yeah. How was that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got to. Enjoyable. I got to see that in 2019, nice. actually, oh, and cool. while it was still previewing. Um, and you and you wrote and wrote and directed something, I believe. Uh, Dog sees God. Oh, I didn't God. write Dog sees God. You didn't God. write it, but you, you directed it and you acted in it. I did. I directed. I did not act in it. I directed okay. it and bought the rights. Nice. Tell me about this in high school. Oh my God, tell um, me about. It. Tell me why. Tell me what that if you're comfortable sharing and what it is, why why that is an important story for you to tell. You bought the rights for it to make into a musical or just maybe into a film no just to just to do a, a few shows of it at nice. home with uh with some friends of mine oh, wow. um yeah at that time i i've i've kind of distanced myself from the script as an adult it, it spoke to me much more as a teenager okay but um it's it for me at that time it was just kind of like important for me to tell a story like this like using teenagers so that okay. people could actually like you know I don't know I feel like sometimes it's hard to take things seriously when they're supposed to be when somebody looks too old to be playing the character they're playing yeah and so that was important to me at that time so when you were a kid you wanted to make sure that was preserved and told to people yeah well yeah just I, I kind of i i like i i don't know there was something interesting to me about just taking like a popular ip and just like making it like and now by at this point it's it's probably very outdated because it was released like in the early 2000s but it was, it was a book i don't know what it, i don't know what it, it was is. it's a play it's oh, a, a play. Um, okay yeah it's nice. a yeah all right but you but something i mean directing is something that's interesting to you how did uh or, yeah, or producing um, things i mean are there other i don't know other things if you thought about you know trying to other stories you wanted to I tell in like some way the ex yeah the experience i had directing i i think that i might want to do it again but i think I, i'm not sure it's okay. Well, I love about this show. Maybe you can answer this for me or not. I can't explain exactly, but it had a lot of flavors of rent in the best way. Mm, that's you a rent person. People have said that about that? that. Yes, I love rent. Tell me from a perspective of performing, if you see this at all, where where it felt like maybe, I mean, I'm seeing that, but you know, I don't know if that's, I don't know. It, it seems to be planted in different ways. There's different little like hints, I think, of different things. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think rent keeps coming up. And I know that uh, the first person who played Amigo was, uh, I forget their name, but they were the Wasn't original. Jermaine Heredia. Was, yeah, was which, Angel in Rent, yeah. Is that someone that was exciting for you to work with? Oh, he was, I, I love him so much. He was so fun to work with. And such a down-to-earth guy yeah. and so sweet. A father now. Oh, nice. So happy for him. <laughs> I got but, really lucky. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got lucky to no, be able to direct a version of Rant with high school kids from the neighborhood, and we did it pretty much as cast. And this this felt like it. I mean, there's not a lot of good, there's also not a lot of good ensemble pieces out there. And I feel like this yeah, one. Yeah, that's part of it. 
Yeah. Were there? Uh, if you, how's your how's your history in musical theater? Are you pretty much like pretty ner nerdy about that? Not as much. What is your? Um, I was pretty nerdy. Um, I started taking classes when I was like five, and then doing shows when I was nine, I think, and then I didn't really start to get into like the theater kid part of all of it until okay. I was like 11 or 12. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to go full theater kid. I did. <laughs> you did. So you were, a that was bit. full, you a went full bit. theater kid. Then that's fine. What about your involvement? You were assistant director in Rocky Horror. Do you have a, any feelings for Rocky Horror? Are you, are you, like a, are you a rock Horror opera so kind of, kind of a fan, I, musical movies, that kind of thing? Um. Yeah. It depends on, on what it is. I, I love, um, Rocky Horror. I love Little Shop. I love oh, Shop is, is... Hedwig. Oh, yeah. I love Hedwig so much. Yeah. Those are yeah. You probably fall where I do where I'm I don't love all the traditional stuff, but I love all the weird stuff. I really love yes, I love obscure musical. Uh you came from Ohio, right? I came from Indiana. Indiana. So yeah. what is it like? So this is your is this your first real time like living in New York and kind of doing the whole yeah. thing? Wow. Yeah. How does that all feel? It's different than Indiana. <laughs> it's different than Indiana, quote: New York is different than Indiana. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> what are some of the some of the points in the show or the songs that you feel like are, are most meaningful or touching to you through, throughout this? I've always really loved reincarnation. Yeah. I think reincarnation is like so beautiful and like just. I also love the theme, like underscoring Mel and like the workplace when they're at work, like that little like musical theme. Ah, uh, it's so beautiful. I just there's so many parts in the show that I love so much, and it's like, God, it's so hard to like rank them. But those are those are two, or just just yeah, I love that part. Um. If you weren't playing your character, would you? Who would you want to be? Would there be any characters you like, you would love that you would love to do if you weren't you? Tommy, I would want to be Tommy. What is it about Tommy? Yeah. I wanna, I wanna sing Chevy Silverado. <laughs> uh, Connor is amazing. Uh, oh, I love Connor. And I have to say, both in watching the show. I'm I'm a, I'm more I guess I'm a little more into comedy well and I feel like whatever it was that you and Connor really brought the the natural comedy there's something about both of you that I feel like it's inherent in your both being funny as people that really sold the comedy of the show in a way that was I, I didn't expect I don't know what what are your thoughts on how it's perceived as a piece of comedy how much of how much in there is comedy how much in there is just drama yeah um i think that there's there's a pretty like even amount of like comedy and like and like being serious i think that there's i think there's moments in the show when you can laugh so hard that you cry or just cry so hard like because you're like so emotionally like overwhelmed and I think that that's really cool. Yeah. Say you do continue in musical theater. Do you have a few dream parts, regardless of gender or age? Mm. I want to be Frankie Valley and Jersey Boys. Nice. What is it about that in particular? Just the synchronized dancing? 
no it's that I, i'm short in italian and so that basically <laughs> covers most of it <laughs> right. there you go um but yeah um okay these are these are definitely questions putting people on the spot which is why i haven't i'd love to be maureen and rent someday okay yeah do you have um, audrey a little shop would be fun do you have a favorite audrey do you go back to the days of ellen green yes i do i i I love her (laughs) she was in a punk band uh she was in a punk band i forget they're called within her you know a lot back in the day people were all in different people came to broadway i think from different things i love that she was in a punk band and mm-hmm. there's just nobody else who i don't know she's to me she's like i've not seen any other audrey i'm not sure if i if i can and that's uh, fair and rick moranis oh my god i love rick moranis <sighs> i've got some favorites but... in the broadway and him doing his his uh seymour is do you ever hear the story about the the original ending are you a fan of the movie oh i know the original ending i wrote an entire college essay about it. oh my it. god tell me about this <laughs> I think it's such an interesting thing because I'm a big Frank Oz person. I, uh, I grew. I'm uh, Jim Henson's my hero. He's my birthday. Yeah. Uh, I got. I got to meet See him Frank. In the back God. over there. <laughs> I got to meet Frank Oz once, which was a dream come true. But oh, um, awesome. I, tell me, yeah, tell me, tell me, just thinking about, it. yeah, I'm, I'm wondering, I guess, if I can, if I can nerd out about this with you for a second. Oh yeah. I'm curious on your take on the message of the sh- of the traditional show versus the movie message and if and if any if there's any difference and how the ending changing talks about that or doesn't it's as open end as i can put it i can be more exact when we too i'm just wondering if thinking about it thinking about the difference between the play and, and the movie and which which do you feel like has a better message to the yeah oh i think what, and what that message is if you can share yeah no i think the original ending where it's the don't feed the plants and audrey's are overtaking the city like that basically like what it comes down to is if you don't have that and then there's a happily ever after then what was the point and what is the lesson learned there's no lesson learned (laughs) what do you uh what do you mean exactly if you don't have Um, the happy end yeah, well, with the with the happy ending, there's no lesson learned because like he just killed people and got away with it, right. and you know got away with doing yeah. these heinous things, and that's the thing is like kind of like the long story short message is that if you keep giving in to like the wrong people, like especially yeah. like the narcissistic types that claim that they're gonna get you everything you want and you just have to trust them then you're gonna keep ending up in horrible predicaments like this and eventually it will cost you the people close to you yeah that's a really whatever smart way that way means yeah that's super smart um i do feel like some of it and maybe being older i have this perspective that it's a little more anti-capitalism it's it's a, it's a message of being wary of money yes it's just, it's money that's true of, too. You know, money. don't feed the plants yeah um that is true and it's a, and it's a shame because so many of the so many of the original songs like the song mushkin and sun is a great song i wish they would have brought that into the because that also you know. does with the musical that definitely feeds more into like the anti-capitalism than... yeah and the, are there other songs that are cut out or is it just that one i think there might and there's a mean green well mean song. green mother's in the movie but not in the musical so right 
Oh, I love that movie. Me too. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. Um, but it was really great talking to you and really great seeing the show. Um, I just, you know, hope for just more joy in the enjoyment of how many more shows do you have? You have about, about seven or eight a week at this point? Yeah, we've got you one every night except for Monday, 16. right? Sixteen. Yeah. Well, it was great seeing you in this thing. It was great. I'm, Thank you. And I just feel like in terms of what these what this show has done for inclusion as an idea will, I think, be just as big as what it's done musically. I do believe in watching this for myself that this will come to be that one of the one of the defining uh, shows that speaks of a generation. I feel like this is in line with like Chorus Line and Rent. Mm-hmm. And if people can look at it and see it, they're going to get that. They might miss it because people don't always get what's amazing, which is unfortunate. But yeah. I, th- seeing this in the I context. I think the people who need to get it are are getting it are, are who yeah. who need to see this are like being affected by it. And it's really cool. Thank you. <laughs> That's a great night. Enjoy the show tonight and uh, or tomorrow, tomorrow night, right? Tomorrow. Monday. Yeah. All right. And it was great seeing. I'm hoping I can come again. Take care. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for checking this out. Again, if you check out our page, Vintage Analyst Archive, we have a Building Momentum page, which has more information on the show and everyone involved that was part of the podcast. Again, please share as much as you can. Uh, I do this really for the love. I don't really make any money at this, and I do spend money, and I'm happy to do that. Um, but any 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 sharing um, of our podcast can be really helpful. And again, make sure to check out upcoming episodes. We'll have about... Uh, six or so uploaded by february 12th and then another three or four over the week and then we're adding a few more but most of these will be out by mid i would say by the third week of february and then you know depending on what happens next we'll be documenting more and more of it um and again again one more last thank you to sammy canold the director really went another way to help me out with this process as well as raymond esposito one of the producers really um helped me out this was my first really attempt to document a document interview people on an active musical and uh, it's very different from working in film or music it's a whole different process and those folks really were helpful and helped me figure it out and also thank you to uh, uh arthur Ar- Ar- castro my editor who stepped this game up um we once we found that it was being closed i really wanted to have this stuff out by around the time it closed because I wanted people to understand what everybody went through and how important it was. And I want to thank again all our guests who spent time with me. It was a pleasure meeting all of them. So again, thank you. Take care.